There's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today. On this special episode of Lima Time Time, we are joined by Michelle and Anthony of the EFIS and the Southpaw podcast, which is fantastic if you haven't already checked it out. They're both fantastic people. And if I say fantastic one more time, oh, I did say it for the third time. If you say fantastic three times, apparently Richard Simmons shows up in your mirror and throws glitter on you. It's not quite Bloody Mary, but it's still, it's daunting to say the least. So uh, just keep that, keep that in mind. <laughs> anyway... Check out Ephus and the Southpaw podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. If I say podcast for the three for the three times in a row, Joe Rogan will show up and force feed you elk meat. So uh, a lot of a lot of Bloody Mary comparisons, but uh, yeah, you don't want to say you don't want to say anything three times. Anyway, listen to the Ephus and the Southpaw. It's great. It's definitely great. It's not anything that starts with an F. Check it out. They were a delight. And uh, we, we knew that they were going to be a delight, so we decided to make everybody on Astros Twitter f- absolutely furious. I know that Astros Twitter will be none too pleased about this, but we were also joined by the absolute man, Chandler Rome. You know him. You love him. Oh, man. Hey, so get your hater hats on, you bozos. Get your dumb hater hats on because you're going to have to remove them at some point and pay homage to Chandler because he rules. And, uh, yeah, we fully support him. All all four of us on this episode fully support Chandler. He's the man. And uh, anybody who's hating is just dumb. Sorry, I didn't mean to to attack your intelligence. You're just, you're mean. Back off him. He's just he's just trying to he's just trying to get by like the rest of us. Hopefully this will uh make you uh change your mind about Chandler cuz uh, he he is he does rule. All right. Enjoy the episode. Stupid, Michelle. I'm very dumb. Okay, uh, we've established that, but Very very stupid. Uh but I was going to say when I was covering the uh, the team in the postseason for the uh for Sports Radio 610, those days were so fucking long. And I was uh, after just the it was uh, yeah it was like three games in a row I was just like I can't do this anymore being there that late and having to go do a radio show it sucked even and, but I was on the field for the ALCS and covering the Astros it was incredible but it sucked at the same time you know yeah it's hard to thread that it's hard to thread that balance of like you know there are, there are things about this job that are not like ideal or like idyllic like I mean yes traveling the country and seeing the country on someone else's dime is pretty cool. Um, but also like having zero stability is like not like living out of a suitcase is uh, kind of not cool. Like I'm, I mean, there's a, probably a reason I'm single um, <laughs> because like, I mean, not she being, just perked up. What just happened? There? <laughs> like not I was being, about to, no, I was coughing. Cause I, I was smoking weed. Jeez. Oh, you're doing drugs. I'm calling the cops. Unfortunately, we uh, I'll, do, I'll, I'll, it. I'll, I'll, do it. Do it. <laughs> Do you watch the team on your days off? Or are you watching them tonight? I don't. I don't have cable, so oh. that helps. And because by not having cable, I don't have AT and T. 
Um, I won't lie. I have the baseball savant page for the game pulled up, but like, I don't have, like, it's one of those things. Like I'll, I'll put Robert and Steve on in the background. If like, I'm doing something just to like, cause I like them. I think they do a good job. Um, so I'll, I'll do that. But like, I don't pay attention much. Um, Danielle's there. Danielle Lerner who helps me cover the team. She's more competent than I am. So um, she, she's got it. She's got it on, on lock. And if they need me, they can, uh, they can, they know where to find me, but yeah, very rarely am I paying attention, but um, I mean, I'll, I'll, if I go to a bar or something and it's on, like I'll, I'll watch, but I'm not. I mean, August baseball is so hard to watch anyway. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I think that's like, I mean, maybe that's what like fans don't get. Like these games are meaningless. Like these games don't matter at all. Like, Correct. I mean, like at least like the Atlanta series was like compelling because it was like two good teams. And yeah. like, yeah, like everyone lost their, can I curse on this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Literally, you could say racial slurs if you choose to. In fact, not you're not allowed wait, to. Wait, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm no, not going to do that. <laughs> Let's not do that. I'm sorry. I mixed my podcast. Only white people. Wrong, 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 only against wrong. white people, right. Wrong like, podcast, I mean, right. people Libel, lost. Libel and slander. Like, people lost their fucking mind when they lost that extra inning game, uh, that 12 inning game. And it was just like, who cares? Right. Like, I yes. mean, like, Hector Neris hung two splitters and Ryan Stanek just got babbit to death like who cares yeah we like it's not an it's not an indictment on the season like are there things about this team that like show up in these games that you're like okay that's kind of foreboding for the postseason sure yes and in some cases they're winning in spite of it in some cases are losing because of it so I, I, i like my job is never to be like the like i feel like i'm doing a disservice if i just like if if everything is great like this team has this team has won 80 games. They are clearly the best team in the American League. Like you don't need me to remind you of that every day. Like right. you I like don't you don't need me to remind you that they're good every day. Like I, I think we I think most people watching this team understand that. Like, I don't know if they do. I don't I honestly do not think that they do. I I, I don't I think that there's just the, the the amount of uneducated baseball fans, I mean really sports fans in general is absolutely it's astounding. Wild. To me. It's, it's hard though, because like I, I want people like to give a shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I get but, that. Like I think it's great but, when people care. It's a real football mindset. I feel that like every game matters so fucking much. But also like I don't know. I, like I don't want for other people. I don't want my level of detachment where it's just like ah, yeah. I'll check back in in September and see how. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's well. It's not that like I have mind like people caring but it's like the toxic ones that seem to be the loudest like i'm a fucking nobody i am a nobody but i get people in my inbox daily saying nasty shit to me and i'm talking like mean shit like you're a fucking bitch and blah 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 have you ever been outspoken about anything that you didn't know uh, enough about or, or an expert on the the like the unmitigated goal of some of these people that if i don't know a sport or don't I would just stay in my lane and not say a word. These yeah. people are like loud and don't even know the rules of the game. Sometimes I'm sort of a ruling philosophy that everyone, everyone who's making these decisions knows a hell of a lot more than I do. So yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty apparent on Twitter and just like, just people I interact with, like who started following this team in 2007, as opposed to who started following this team in 2017. Yeah. Like it, it's pretty apparent. So, like, I mean, like, the Jake Odorizzi thing was just the funniest thing in the world to me about how this guy became the biggest pariah of Houston sports for, like, a year. And I'm just like, this dude is a normal fourth starter. Like, yeah, 
Did you yeah, think yeah. you were? He was exactly like, what what we thought he was when he signed on. Like, like he's actually kind of good. Like taking the full warm up in uh, against Boston in the postseason was still one of my favorite moments ever. I love that he did it and just stayed there and just took the full time and pissed everybody off. It was incredible. So it was shout out to <laughs> it's like it I mean, there, there, there is a there's a there's an air of just spoiled. I mean, it's like. Yeah. No, like not every free agent pitcher you sign is going to be Justin Verlander or Garrett Cole. Like, like my first year on the beat in 2018 is when they ran out a rotation of Verlander, Cole, Morton, Keuchel, and McCullers. Five all stars <laughs> oh that did, that God. did not that they did not miss a start. The rotation, no one missed a start in the rotation until Lance blew out at Dodger Stadium in, in August. Like it, that is unheard of. And, like, I don't know if it's now become, like, accepted as, like, oh, yeah, like, every pitcher we sign, we have to, like, turn from the scrap heap to Will Harris or to Colin well, McHugh, like, yeah, as like that. that. There was that mythos of, of, like, Brent Strong can turn any pitcher into that because of that, that run. Well, he did for a, for a period of time. He, he was. But he didn't. One. Like, it was, like, the R&D like, team. Like, the, the other, right. like, I don't know. Like, right. like there's just. There's so much going on it, there. And it's like, it's so much more, and I, I, I bet we'll get to Dusty soon, but like, it's it's so much more than just dust. Like people just want to crucify Dusty for like, and I, and I, and I kind of want to be like, and I'm not, I'm not insinuating anything here, but like, there are so many more people involved in this than just Dusty making the calls. Well, I think like, it's kind of his job, don't you think? Is to like, like all of these people are making these decisions and his job is to kind of take that flack and like let them free them up to, to make the real choices. And not that he's not involved, of course, but like, I don't know, I think that's kind of part of the job too. Even though he's like really, it's like middle management anywhere. Like you're just going to eat shit when things go poorly and you're never going to really like, yeah spoils i mean like at some point like i, I mean you, the players should be blamed at some like if if the relievers don't throw well like it's not dusty's fault that they threw poorly like at some okay. point the players like like a manager what a manager can do is like a manager has to put his team in the best position to succeed yeah. and you know maximize the value and maximize the matchups of, of what's going on and you know there are times this year that that D- dusty hasn't just by like the way the lineup's been written and things like and and look like that is true but also like we were talking about earlier these games don't matter mauricio Dubon's not going to be hitting the lead off in the playoff if he is then something has gone horribly wrong if mauricio Dubon is hitting the lead off in the playoff like like i mean when Jake Odorizzi was still here like i i resisted the urge to say this because i i like jake a lot he's a he was very great guy to cover, like very cerebral, like took his time with us. But like, let's be honest here. Like if Jake Odorizzi would have stayed on this team, like Jake Odorizzi was not touching a playoff now. 100%. Like, yeah. Did not matter. And that's why I was just like, look, let this guy pitch. Like, like yeah. he's going to eat innings. Like he's going to most of the time leave, giving you a chance to win. Like you have an elite lineup. You have a bullpen that had been pitching very, very good before the last week or so. Like let him pitch. It'll be okay. But no, it's just, there's this like, and I don't want to like, de- de- I don't want to degrade it because like the fans are the people that click on my stuff and that like, you know, I- I'd rather them be engaged and I'd rather them be hanging on every pitch than not. But it does get tiresome to be like, look, like because they lost an extra inning game to the Braves, like it, it doesn't matter. And like maybe it's because like there was PTSD from the World Series last year. Like, I don't know, but 
Um, oh, yeah. It, it, well, me and James talk about we talk about this a lot. That, it's that was just a bad a, time. A societal culture thing, but Twitter that it's become reactionary and it's changed the way that people on Twitter and re- react to the game. That it's not these big swings within the game, not even just from day to day, which is ridiculous, but just oh my god, there's two men on, there's two men on base, and just freaking out uh, at every turn. It's it's crazy to me. I, it's just it's not it's not good for it's this like, sport get, particularly. It's ter- it's as toxic as it gets to be reactionary like that. Well, I don't know. Like or like Rafael Montero walks two guys, and I got people like, why is nobody up in the bullpen? It's like that's not how this works. Like he's got to face one more batter anyway. But right. Then like you're not gonna like, and again, Dusty's got a it's a needle to be threaded here between Dusty and Josh Miller and all these guys. Like, what games do you want to go for? Like, what games? Yeah. In this relatively meaningless stretch, again, when you're three and a half up for the bet, like they are playing for nothing. Like they are management, right? Just keep people healthy and keep people. Again, I I I come back to being middle management. Like, like I, you know, I have people who work for me, and my job is not necessarily to like extract the most wickets every single day out of them. It's to like keep them in a good headspace and to like like we're playing a long game here. You're a good manager. You're a good. You're one of the good ones. He's excellent at his job, and he's a great podcast partner. I gotta say, a plus human being, and he's handsome. I'm legally obligated to say so. And like, it should be noted that like that's what Dusty's the best at, right? That's what like he's known for being the best at is like keeping his player, keeping his players good. Run through a wall for him. Yeah, he's got BB King live at the Regal on in his office. He's like, "Come on in, baby," and just he just hangs out with everybody. That's pretty much what he does. Yeah, I mean, like now maybe the way I would run it if I were him. And again, like he's, I'm not him, but like I would use these games to like, I would run Chaz McCormick out there as much as I can. I'd run Jake Meyer. I'd run Jake Meyer, like see what you got, because these are the, this is the time where you can experiment, see what you got. Like, you know, I'd get Hunter Brown up here like next week and like see what you got. Like on the, he's going to be on the postseason roster, isn't he? What about, We've got him called up next week. I think in September. Yeah, I, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna make it. I feel somehow. like I feel like he'll make a start. Like that we maybe on that that Texas Anaheim trip. Like oh yeah, maybe. Oh, like, I hope so. I'll be there. Oh yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Look, this is not. Don't aggregate. This is not news. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I don't know for so that, that's what that's what I was thinking. Like when one of those Yankees games where the Yankees couldn't buy a hit. Uh, and Seth Martinez came in. I'm like, this is a really good opportunity to let Seth Martinez face Aaron Judge and yeah. see what you've got. And if you if you lose out, which they sort of did, then then now you know, like now you know what to work on. And and it's 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 all just an experiment until you get to October. And and that's what almost everybody does not understand on Twitter. Except well, the five smartest people pretty- that are all on this call. I think it would be a great idea, like like you mentioned, James. Uh, it gave Seth Martinez a chance to face Aaron Judge. I think it would be really uh, interesting to see how Hunter Brown did against like a Shohei Otani or a Mike Trout, because those are two like very good, pretty good baseball players. I'd say you know they're all right. Mike, Mike Trout, R.I.P. All right, His last Mike name Trout. is a fish. I just want to make sure everybody knows that his last name is a fish. I don't. That's just something to be said. I don't know. Well, I think part of it too. You could maybe draw parallels to what they did with Brian Abreu in two, I was at 18 or 19 where he ended up on, I think that was 19. He came up in September was like kind of out of nowhere, uh, kind of came up in September and was dominant. Like they, they put him in the bullpen and he was throwing 98 with those two great breaking balls. And like, he pitched himself onto the playoff roster and like the way they, the why they did it like that was like, you don't want these kids first 
major league innings to be in the playoffs. So right. like get them up in September. Again, that 2019 team was playing for nothing in September. Like get them up in September, like throw him against the, whoever that like the tigers or whoever the hell you're going to play in September, the Rangers, angels, what I like, like let him get his nerves out the way. If he gets lit up. Okay. Like let's see how the stuff looks like is, I mean, is he commanding the zone? Is he, he how's his makeup How's his kind of like, it's okay. If Hunter Brown, like if he does come up in September, it's okay. Like if his first start, he gives up seven runs, like it's okay. Right. That's okay. Like see how the stuff looks, see how he reacts to adversity. Cause he's had none. He's had no adversity in triple H. Right. Like, he said like and one and the bat. jump up in, in, in competitiveness is, is absolutely astronomical, isn't it? I mean, from from yeah, like even hitting like, lineups to triple A, like, it's got to be. I mean, it's got to be crazy. Like even if he's facing the A's, or even if he's facing like the Tigers, who yeah. he could theoretically face in September, like those are the two worst lineups in baseball, and they're still better than any triple A lineup he's faced. Like yeah. I mean, like the 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 Tiger, like the Tigers are a disaster, but like Riley Green's a really good player. Miguel they Cabrera, hit, they hit the ha- Javi Baez, yeah, yeah, Javi Baez, yeah. Like, I mean, prospect game where I mean, I'm a big fan of always saying like it's exactly what you said. Like they haven't really faced adversity. Like you don't really know what a player is until you see him fail. Like to see how they bounce back from that because like those like they don't they don't they they never have at any level that's why they're in the top that's why we're talking about them as potential big leaguers so yeah I, I I'm a big fan of getting guys their failures as quickly as possible well that's a parallel same with the team too though like I think the Astros we were talking about this on our last podcast that like I want them to lose and and figure out what some of the holes are that then they can patch it up and get it ready you know to for the postseason if you just coast in nothing going wrong I think that's worse that's when you get to a series where you shut down and don't hit and or something that beats you yeah I mean I think you gotta fail to you gotta fail to win I, mean, I think it'll be interesting I, I do think the new format will be interesting with um no off with the with the long off time that the Ashers are gonna have waiting yeah. for their ALDS opponent like I mean, Verlander has actually been outspoken about that's why he thinks the Tigers lost the World Series. Did they lose 11? Is that 2011? Yeah. He's like been very outspoken. Like, that's why we lost the World Series because they, they swept the CS like very quickly and the NLCS went seven games. And then whoever they played, I think it was the Cardinals, like wiped the floor with them. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we had too much, we had too much rest. And I mean, the net that, that worked the opposite in 2019 when the Nationals, were done early and 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 Astros Yankees went six and and you know it it, it, Nationals looked okay so that'll be it'll be just interesting to see how they kind of keep everyone engaged I don't know if engage engage isn't the right word if they keep them like hot and you know a lot of sim games a lot of inter squads and then it made part going back to like summer camp of 2020 should be interesting I mean, that's the name of the game. Oh, so what's been, what's been worse for you personally, your mentions with the Astros or your mentions covering Alabama football? Well, like, I mean, I was only, I, I was like the low person on the totem pole covering Alabama. Like I, I covered for uh, the Aniston star, which is a Aniston's a town in Alabama. Um, but I lived in Tuscaloosa. So like, it was a small paper, but like Alabama football is such a beast. Like they had a dedicated beat right. I lived in Tuscaloosa. Like there were like other guys that have been on the beat a lot longer than me that like were the authority on Alabama. So like I I was just kind of there like hanging on. Um, and I only covered them for one season, and they won a national championship. Of course, yeah, you get to watch uh, the absolute best college football ever. That's incredible. <laughs> and the, and the, the, so the national championship I covered was the Tua Tungavailoa to Devontae Smith the last oh yeah, what a it game. was like it was wild. But like so it, so it kind of circles back to the Astros like. That whole season, Jalen Hurts was a starting quarterback the whole season. And, like, Alabama was winning, 
but like Jalen was not playing well and like right. they were just defense running the ball and it was just very archaic. And like my mentions were just disasters after they would kick the shit out of every team they play. It was just like, oh, we need to play two. We need to like, no, they don't. Like they're they're fine. Yeah, yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. And, yes, and, and and then they and then they lost the Iron Bowl and everyone was like, okay, like I think we may need to <laughs> I think we may need to play two. And then they did play two in the national championship and look what happened. So it was kind of like it's kind of the same thing. It's like, why are you gonna complain about like like I don't know? It was just like enjoy what's going on here instead of like freaking out every time something that has to be a human sort of- that's, a, that's a human element or something because i think no matter what you always adjust to your lifestyle so you're gonna you may be have no actual problems but the problems that you do have are as big to you as the other people's problems are i think that is with the fan shit too because people will everything is perfect astros baseball is as good as it's ever been it's incredible this is one of the greatest runs in the history of the sport for any team uh, it's but you can't you can't sit there and just kick back and be like this rules. It's like no, we gotta just freak out about every little every little thing. It's crazy. I don't know. I I don't like it. I, I can't get down with it. It really does feel like like football fandom to me because every game hundred percent what it is football. So and it's also what turned me away from football. That's why I don't I can't follow that sport anymore. So it's also just like kind of fatalistic of like everyone's just assuming like maybe it's like losing two of the last three world series like has everyone like just in a fatalistic mood but like i also would contend that like making two of the last three world series and like winning five or like being in the alcs five years in a row like that's just like like don't take that for granted like in the two world series that you could have won too that you i mean that were top they're coin flips yeah uh, yeah 100 percent. and i've heard this i don't know i've heard this from just some people in the organization that there are some not in baseball ops, but there are some people just like on the business side of the Astros that like kind of think like that, that are like, yeah. oh, of course we're going to win the pennant. Of course. And it's just like, no, like, do you yeah. like, like, and it's just a warped view of like, no, like, like this, like baseball is really fickle. Like, like the Cleveland Guardians, like, can pitch. Like, if you run up against them in the DS and your lineup doesn't score and like, they put the ball in play too, and like Jose Ramirez can take. And you get Jose Ramirez triple, and then you lose the one, 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 nothing. Yeah. Right, right. Like, like if you if if you run into the Guardians in the DS, and like Jose Ramirez is Jose Ramirez, and then like they hand a one run lead to Karnacek, Classe, Eli Mor- and Eli Morgan, like all these guys. That I mean, like yeah, like you can, but again, like it's like you, you never want to think like that, but it's just like this can be this it can end so quickly like it's like this is not normal what the astros are doing and it's just like i think that need that needs to be appreciated more well how many how many 95 plus win teams did did uh, all of us uh, grow up with that that handled got drawn with the braves and and it's you know you start the series on Wednesday and you're done by Saturday and, and Kevin Brown and, and one Kevin Brown series that was very brutal well, Kevin, freaking the Padre God dang Jim Layritz just the Kevin um, Browns it was just the Kevin Browns that's all it was that's what it was Walt Weiss let's let's talk about Walt Weiss for a second um no I don't but think I mean, we have to. Let's talk about Walt Whitman. let's talk about the real WWE yeah let's, let's, <laughs> that's where, that's where the, <laughs> the just the it's so it's so random. And you can you can absolutely have a bad five days at the worst possible time, but but it's almost as though most of most of what's on Twitter only realizes kind of what's happened since 2017. 
Like it's it's so it's so dumb to that the what what they've accomplished already is historic and legendary, and the the falling short, you know, in a in a couple of those weeks in October or November, it it, it, it happens sometimes. Do you think, I think everyone is desperate for another one? I think everyone is desperate to win one more of these. We need one because I think there is that piece in the back of a lot of people's mind about 2017, um, you know, and, and the scandal, I think a lot of people have in the back of their mind, like they just want the validation of winning another one. It is largely random at that point, but I think that there is something there. I guess like, I guess my thought would be like, hasn't, hasn't gone didn't winning the pennant in 19 and 21, yes. didn't that count as a validation? To like, me, yes. It could but have. I, yeah. I, I just think that there's, and there's a lot of insecurity. And <laughs> in, in, I don't even want to say it's unique to this fan base. I see it in like all of the bigger, like the better teams fan bases. Like there just seems to be a lot of insecurity. And I think, I don't know. I think that, that, that there's that piece back there kind of yelling at them and, and everything has to go smoothly. I don't know. It's just a theory, but th- it feels like that to me. No, it's yeah. I think do you think people like get they they make it matter more and it, every play is life or death and people get upset and they bleed they put all this stuff into it and into their fandom that because it it just it's better to root for a sport that way if it matters and it's big and it's that important. I, I don't yeah. know. I, ever since that, I love the Astros. They rule, but I'm never gonna be mad. I, I turn a game off and be like that sucked. That wasn't great. And I'll go about my yeah. day. It's I'm, not, I'm it's never gonna affect me. And people are like absolutely having breakdowns and. They're they're cursing at Michelle and her DMs and just yelling and just like I couldn't I just uh, so many people are acting like that and it, maybe they need that yeah. to care it's like it has to matter. Why? It's awesome. it, it hard to don't care if you if you don't if you're not angry or whatever. Yeah. And I think like, that's like, what, I think that's what like drives like a lot of people like that don't particularly care for me. It's like they they wonder why I'm not mad. Like they're dumb. Why are you they're not, all, they're dumb. Like why like why are you not mad? The Astros. I don't care. Like, right. like, this like, is my like, job. I don't like emotionally. Like the I, I actually had someone um, with the Astros like tell me one time they were like we, we like we we think that you like it when we lose. I was like you, you're giving oh me. I, I, I was like I looked at the person and I said like do you really like you really think my like you guys aren't important enough for me <laughs> to emotionally invest in. Right. Like yeah, there's real like, problems. Like I I don't care. Like. I mean, yeah. I'll, uh, the, the three things I care about when I go to the ballpark every day is that the Wi-Fi is working, is that there's no walk-off either way, and that there's no extra innings. Because I don't want to be there for right. five hours, and I don't want to have to rewrite my story on a walk-off. Like, have you had food poisoning there? I got food poisoning in spring training this year. I got um, crushed there, and I got crushed by I ate a, by a burger. It absolutely destroyed me. It was not media dining spring training that got me. It was uh, it was some. I think it was soft shell crab at a, a place I love in West Palm Beach. It's not even in West Palm Beach. It's in Jupiter, and like it didn't hit me till the next day. Ooh. And it actually, and it actually hit me like while we were in the dugout talking to Dusty before the game. Oh no! And like I went like as white as this AirPod case I'm looking at, <laughs> and he just and this is the he just looked at me. And goes, homeboy, you don't look good. I was like, I'm not. I was like, I, I didn't even respond. I just turned around and walked out. Jupiter's the, the Cardinals. Blues, the will, will, will the Cardinals stop at nothing? Like that's 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 what if if Dusty Baker ever looked at me and said, "Homeboy, you don't look good." That's going on my tombstone. <laughs> well, and so the and so the awful thing about it was so, uh, everything uh, that that night transpired. Correa was getting introduced in Fort Myers the next morning. 
and we were in Port St. Lucie and he was being introduced so early that it would have made no sense for me to wake up. I would have had to wake up at like 4 a.m. to get there in time. So I just I was already planning on driving through the night to get to Fort Myers. So I had to drive through the night with food poisoning to get to Fort Myers, Florida, to watch Carlos Correa and Scott Boris talk for 10 minutes. I can't think of a worse situation than that. That's, it was, pre- that's pretty bad. It, maybe being it was, on an airplane, maybe being on an airplane might be worse, but that that's pretty bad. It was awful. Damn, that's rough. I am sorry. Uh, here, uh, you grind through it one day at a time. Now, I just don't want people towards the team because like, I'm so grateful every time I get to watch them because it's like I mean, I could be the fan of like fucking the Rockies. They're okay, but they're not like they're, they're just part, they're part purple. They're purple. Well, and I think Chandler, did you are you an ast? Did you grow up as an Astros fan? Or are you like I like I was a Mark McGuire fan growing up. Okay, like I like I and by virtue I was a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Right. So like God I, dang I, but it. I, yes, but I, I love it. The villain. Right, yes, thanks the everyone. We'll story. see you. We'll see you later. But like, so like, I didn't like, again, like I wasn't, I was like a fake Cardinals fan. Like I, I knew like the lineup, but I didn't know the rotation. Like, but like baseball wasn't like a, again, I grew up in Louisiana. I grew up in Louisiana. So I didn't really have a hometown, oh, I, Baton Rouge. So like, I didn't have a hometown team. So it was like, yeah, you had the my, dad, my dad was actually, my dad was an Astros fan. And then we get WGN, we get TBS. So I watched a lot of Braves. I watched a lot of Cubs. Like I didn't care about either team. And then, like, I liked Mark McGuire because, like, when I was like starting to get sentient, was when like yeah. him and Sosa were him and Sosa were mashing balls. So it was like, this is cool. Like, I'm like, that's how I got introduced to baseball. Was like the McGuire Sosa steroid chase, and like, I mean, I liked the team he was playing for. And then, sure. you know, I just and then like, you know, LSU. Honestly, like, I, I went to a ton of LSU baseball games. I, I watched college baseball a good bit, and like, that's how oh, I yeah. sort of. That's how I kind of really I got mean, it LSU going. baseball games are more exciting than Astros baseball games anyway. Yeah. Um, especially next year, it's going to be a hell of a squad. Everybody's hammered and yelling. It's incredible. And then it's also a, a, you got a high quality product on the field. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, For sure. um, it's a good, it's a good sport down there. It's a, it's a good one to watch. Um, well, we'll forgive you for that. I grew up in Ohio as an Astros fan. So I, I know a little bit about what not having the geography in your favor um that's a long story but so yeah so i think all of us those of us who it's like you said earlier how you can kind of tell who is like newer to the team i think those of us who lasted through those hundred lost seasons or I, I would say like i would rather i would rather take any of those hundred lost seasons than like 2008 to 2010 like those were fucking miserable just like no direction no no just like lifeless just this very like a stillborn team that was awful for me but I think the people who didn't live through that, people who came along in like 25, 2015 or after, like they don't necessarily know what that is too. So there is there is a sort of a false investment there. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean I, I just think like, and that's the other thing. Like, like really like look when you look at it like. I mean, the infrastructure they have set up here, like the farm system is not great right now. Like you have an owner that spends money, even though he cut payroll this, this past winter and no one's talking about it. He, I mean, he does spend, he does spend money. Um, he's not, he is, wants to be competitive. Like he, he is very, very, very intent on winning and he's never going to let them completely. Like I, I, I can't envision Jim Crane letting this thing like 
he's not going to rebuild in the near future. And like, they've done enough smart deals with some team friendly deals with guys like, like Alvarez and Bregman. They've, they've got them on pretty good market value and they've got a core together. That's going to keep them relevant. Now, will they be 2017 to 2019 where they're winning 110 games? Like I could see that start to fade a little bit, but like the infrastructure is in place for them. The direction is there for them never to be like, 70 70 or 80 wins again in the in the next five or ten years and like unless something just goes catastrophically wrong and there are injuries and there's just underperformance and decline that we can't foresee but again they've, they've kept it the, the infrastructure they have in the direction is is enviable yeah, i agree with all of that james i feel like you've been super quiet You're muted. Right. I don't know if you know that. I can't hear you. Been doing this for, I think, two and a half years and couldn't unmute my mic. Um, no, it, it's just, like, I just I just feel, like, I, I mean, Anthony and Michelle are, and I are all in the same boat where we, quote, unquote, cover, or in my case, covered the team. And and they're I just. They're very just, much covered in my case as well. There are just days where I'm like, I don't want to watch baseball tonight. And you don't get that luxury. Uh, and so I, I I just feel like the the beat writer, like you said earlier that that there are people that, that want your job. Like, and, and I, I fully agree that they think they do, but they really don't because there's there are a lot of nights where where you would probably rather to be rather be anywhere else. And, well, like, and this, I just, I, I just feel, I, I feel not, not, I don't feel bad because I mean, you know, you signed up for it, but we all signed up for jobs that some not, some days we just don't want to do. I think, I think it's also too, like, yeah, I have to like tell my editors this sometimes, like sometimes there's just not a lot to write about. Like sometimes yeah. the team's bull, sometimes the team's boring. Sometimes they're just in a, like right now it's not one of those times. Like they got a few injuries. Like there's, there's some intrigue, like things like that. Like there are times when like, it's really hard to write the same thing over and over again. Like every freaking Justin Verlander start is the same thing. And it's really hard to just every Fromber start like recently. I mean, 21 of them in a row have been the same thing. He was, very good, and they left with a chance to win. He wasn't, he wasn't like shut down, unbelievable, like giving the Cy Young, but he was really good. And then, so like it's it it gets hard in that aspect to like find new ways to like paint what's going on, and like because of that, like you do kind of start to look toward like, all right, like what are some like interesting, like game within the game sort of stuff, and like you start looking at like, all right, well Jeremy Payne is not hitting like maybe we go a week and like, we'd see how he's attacked, like watch how pitchers are attacking him. And like, that can be the story regardless of the outcome of the game. Um, so like, it, it's one of those things too, where like, I think fans want, I think this fan base maybe more than others, like want like the game blow by blow, like in the fifth inning, like Altuve did this and the eighth inning, you know, Martin Maldonado did this. It's like, I don't write like that, like because again, yeah. these games, the results don't matter. Like the game, that's a very old approach, too. I right, and it's like I get people emailing me all the time, like, like a story from a game, like Altuve will have hit like a random solo home run in the sixth inning, but like the story of the game was like what a reliever did or something. And I'll get people that email and be like, I didn't see you mentioned Altuve's home run anywhere. It's like who the fuck cares? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's how we used to do gamers for minor league games like 10 years ago. Like, it's just not really we can watch the game. <laughs> right. I I do operate, and maybe this is I don't know if this is foolish of me, but like I do operate as if like especially when like I'm tweeting during games or like when I write, like I operate under the assumption that 95% of the people that are consuming my content are watching the game right. or at least following, or at least following the game. Like maybe not watching pitch by pitch, but like at least following. Games. But I mean, it's like it, the box score is within the story I wrote. Like if you want to see who hit the home run in the sixth inning, like it's in the box score right there. Right. Yeah. Or like they if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's rough too. Cause it's, it's like, what if, like you said, like many games, there isn't going to be that story. So it's just like, they played a baseball game today. And I think the thing, um, and this is maybe kind of more inside. I mean, I don't, I don't mean this as a pun, but like, this is kind of more inside baseball, but it's like, um, you know, this is a media market where there's only one newspaper and the major and a lot of the other people that cover the Astros or claim to cover the Astros, like, you don't hear them. You don't see them on social media when the team loses. Mm. Like that's kind of how Dusty and I, I don't want to say got off on a bad leg, but like in the zoom season of 2020, when they had that awful regular season, they were 29 and 31 play just lifeless for all 60 games. Like there was one person asking questions after losses and it was, and like Brian McTaggart will do it as well. And I love tags. He's great. And I mean, we're the only two people that travel. Like we're the only two people that travel and cover this team. So like, we don't have the luxury where, where like, I think others want it to be this way. Like if they lose, like we have to go in the clubhouse and ask the questions. Like, like a, a lot of other media in this town, like it, it feels like when the Astros lose, it's just like, all right, well, we're just, we're, we're going to ignore it. But then when they win tomorrow, we're all going to come to the ballpark and ask a bunch of questions and derail everything. It's like, no, like we don't get that. We don't get that luxury. Like, like it's easy to get it's easy to get information when the team is winning and it's easy to like go in there and like go in the clubhouse and talk to the manager and talk to the coaches when the team is winning but like when it's when they're losing like you know i, I don't I, I i i have to be the same way like i'm the so same do you do you do you and tags like good cop bad cop it or, or are you both like yeah we're both going to be the bad cop tonight like how do y'all how do y'all handle that We've talked about that. Um, th- there are some days where if it's like, you know, we know what kind of mood Dusty's in or like if there's been something where it's like, you know, I'm on the outs, if so to speak, or like if it, it's been like something like we have to kind of read the room a little bit like, hey, like, why don't you like if there's a if there's a difficult bullpen decision or if there's a decision that backfired, I think we've all seen that Dusty can get pretty defensive on those sort of things. So it's like we kind of talk before I'm like, all right, are you going to ask about the eighth right. inning? all right, I'll, I'll ask about this then. And like, yeah, we do like, because like, again, and I also think fans, what's kind of misguided is like, I'm not going in there to try to debate him. I'm going in there to try to like get the explanation for what happened. Like, I think fans want me to be like, like bring the splits with me and be like, like, like they want me to bring the splits and be like, Dusty, like you put this guy in here, but this guy hits this lefty. And it's like, no, like let him, like, I just want his, decision-making like and if he and like I can't control if you don't like the answer like I tell people that all the time it's like all these questions that people want us to ask like they do get asked I I, I just I, I can't help it if you don't like the answers right when, when does your day start on a game day 
Uh, for a seven o'clock game at home, I'll get to the ballpark at two thirty. Okay. Uh, the clubhouse opens at about three ten. Um, Dusty talks at four. After that, like I write a bunch of stuff pregame. The game happens. They open the clubhouse after the game. I go back up and write two more stories. So normally, for if it's like right at a three-hour game, I'll be out of there eleven thirty midnight. Ooh, that's such a long day. I have like a lot of respect for you, and I got into a giant argument with somebody over this because they were ragging on you for. I'm sure it's one of the many reasons you've brought up, but um, I was like, his job is probably really fucking hard. Did you ever consider that? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's like, like it go, there's a lot more into it than just like sitting and, and watching a game and like and like tweeting. Like, like Twitter doesn't pay my bills. Like people are like all over me for like tweeting. It's just like no, like I'm doing so much more shit than that. And right. it's like, and like, you know, I'm actually kind of amazed that you can tweet as much as you can because when I'm in a, like when I'm covering like minor league or, or amateur games, like I I. I can barely, I can get out like four tweets a game. Like it's happening. So granted, I'm not in a box with a laptop. I guess that helps a little bit, but Jesus, it's, 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 it's well, tough. Yeah. I mean, I've seen you, we've gone to games together and you were just like, you're very like laser focused on, uh, you were at the, what was it? The UConn game. Who were they yeah, playing? UConn, yeah. Yeah. That was an, yeah. that was a game. Yeah, I mean, I'm always kind of, I mean, part of that is because like I'm there to get video and everything. So I'm moving around a lot. I'm taking a lot of notes, but yeah, it's, it's brutal. It's, and I don't, luckily I don't have to write a gamer on it. So there's that too, but yeah, it's, it's, I always think, cause not all beat writers do tweet. That's another thing. I think people are spoiled and they like, they're, they're used to a le certain level of uh, interaction, I guess. I don't know. It seems a little foolish to me. I, I, we, we all think you're great, which is why we we're really excited you came on. So, Fuck yeah, no, there's, there's no way I would ever, ever want to trade jobs with you. Like, I, I have no desire, absolutely, to, to do what you do. Yeah, but so you got stabbed at your job today, James. Isn't that? It, it, it was, it was somewhere else. Someone got stabbed. It's fine. Like, we're, 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 we're fine. <laughs> it's fine. You didn't see it. I didn't even know. I was going to get a bag of chips. Like it, it just happened while I was getting some sun chips. Well, so one of the things like about Twitter, it's like, I also like, as much as I hate it, like I do read my mentions because like, I do want to know like what people are talking about because like, I feel like if I, I feel like I also like have a duty to write what people want to read and like, what are people's like, what are people's biggest questions about what's going on with this team? And usually they are being yelled at, they're yelling at me or yelling at each other about them in my mentions. So just, I mean, I don't read them and take them to heart, but like, right. I mean, I, I read my mentions and it's like, all right, well, if a lot of people are talking about why this guy's pitching here, or like or if a lot of people are talking about this guy hitting well, or this guy not hitting well, like maybe that's something to look at because if they're talking about it on Twitter, then I feel like that's like something that the fan base and like the, the people at large are wondering about. So I wonder like about that. I think about that a lot where it's just like, I feel like there are, you know, tens of thousands of people at each game. And then there are like 200 people on Twitter setting sort of the zeitgeist for everyone else. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know like, how representative I, they are. Right. And I do have to be like wary about that too. Cause like, I don't think Twitter represents the whole fan base. Obviously. Right. Like, I mean, I think yeah. it's a vocal, I think it's a vocal minority. Um, now the vocal minority can get loud as hell at times, but like 
there are times when like I go, I meet people or see people that like don't even have Twitter and that like are pretty rational people about the Astros. They're yeah. just like, Oh, like they're really good. Like, it's like, yeah, they're really good. Enjoy it. And they're like, yeah, we do believe me. We love it. It's like, yeah. It's like, really easy to get trapped in that bubble for me anyway. Like to feel yeah. like, Oh, this is, this is how things, how people feel. And it's just like, I don't, it's, you got to step out of that sometimes. Cause yeah, yeah it's, like, it's, it's not always representative for sure. Like enjoy it instead of losing your mind when Phil Maton starts warming up in the bullpen. Like imagine, like imagine your imagine your baseball viewing experience being like derailed by like a guy warming up in the bullpen when your team is a middle game. reliever. Just like right. like the guy's gonna pitch innings. I don't know what you want. Like it's gonna happen. I feel like if they have that I, like mindset, then that's maybe not like the target audience for something like that my dad is like ugh, he's the one who kind of helped like get me into I mean he is uh because it's like everybody inside of the family is Astros fans um he'll just call me up because he can't get the he doesn't have AT&T so he can't get the games and I'll be like so what happened and I'll be like I just described the game to him and he's like oh okay that's interesting he doesn't freak out though because he's a reasonable person he needs to that's the only way to be a true fan he needs to that's right i'm fake fake as hell and like people and like again like i'm not forecasting that this is going to happen but like if they lose in the alds or alcs this year like people are going to absolutely like jump off buildings and it's like i'm going to be one of them well Me? you know like they they are still set up to be really really good next year too like jim crane's probably not going to let justin verlander get away just because he likes to tell people he knows justin verlander yeah so like I mean, they're set up to, like, again, like, don't lose sight of, like, this run. Now, again, these opportunities to win worlds, these opportunities don't come around much. And it's why, like, I was very vocal and just, like, thinking and kind of how I wrote it was, like, you know, with the Correa thing this past this past winter, like, why not, if he was going to take the contract the Twins offered him, like, why not you do that? Because, like, it gives you the best chance to win this year with this course, with this, with this course still intact and everything. Like, again, they still have a great chance to win, but like, and, and, but again, as you're forecasting, you're looking like, can like the playoffs, like, that's where Correa became like an animal. And it's like, you can't quantify losing that. I'm really fond of saying, and, and, and I believe, like, I don't think that the number, I don't think plan A for a, a, an organization in their competitive window should be, let's see how the rookie does. Like, I, I was, I was pretty disappointed by the way that offseason, uh, that particular part of the offseason went personally. And look, and look, and Jeremy's been good. I mean, like, he's, he's exceeded. I think yeah. internally, I think internally people would tell you he's exceeded every expectation. Everyone I know in the front office has said exactly that. Like he works his ass off. He's done better than we thought. It's great. And again, they knew, they knew the bat was going to be not great. Like yeah. April and May astounded some people. And then it was yeah. just like, okay, like stop throwing him fastballs, like, and like get him in a run. And like, I mean, again, maybe like, but he's a mistake hitter. Somebody's going to hang a slider in the playoffs. He's going to get a big hit. Like, it's like, he's going to, he's going to get a count to three, one, like he did against Strider the other day. Like he's going to lay off some pitches, get to three, one Strider grew him a fastball and he hit it the other way. Like that's going to happen. Like he's good at that, but like, he's not like, again, like you didn't address that. You didn't address center field, which is now a teetering on a disaster. 
Um, you gave up two pretty high level, like not high level, but you gave up two decent prospects for Christian Vasquez, who barely plays. Um, it, it's it's a little confounding, but I mean, again, like it's first world problems, if you will. Like we're all for sure. we're, we're, we're we're talking about it, but it's like is is that if that all confluence that all may come together and that may be their downfall. But you also like, I, I look in the national league and like the national league's just better. Like the national league's really good. Like whoever comes out of the national league, like I would not doubt that like, they're going to be the betting favorite to win the world series. Whoever comes out of the national, league. cause like the, the Braves, the Braves are the best team I've seen this year in person. Yeah. Like, it was a three. It was three games. Maybe like I was falling in love with small sample size, but like they are legit. And, the like, Dodgers have, are pretty fucking incredible. Too. Right. They, but I mean, I haven't seen them. But yes, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Mets have Degrom and Scherzer back. Like yeah. I mean, the Phillies when they get Harper, the Phillies have been great even without Harper. Like they're going to get Harper back. McTaggart always says it all the time. He's going to be like, which underperforming NL East team is going to beat the Astros in the World Series this year after they got hot? Like, and McTaggart thinks it's the Phillies. So, I mean, I they, they have all the hallmarks. They're, they're, they they got to be the favorites for that. They got is two the, aces, is there, have, have you picked up on on any – and I'm, I've, I've, I'm on the record uh, as being terrified of the NL East, but is has there been any, any sort of um, – concern or or any tension between the front office and the managerial staff about the about Vasquez and Mancini and how they're not they don't play every day like like why I, I don't know is because that's that's sort of a thing I think there's been a little bit like I'm not I I, I think yeah, it's tough good. for it not to it's tough for it not to be um but I also think like Dusty, the way Dusty laid it out, and I actually, you know, I, I did kind of see where he was coming from. You know, as we talked about before, like his best trait as a manager is knowing his players and knowing what they're good at. And, you know, he likes to go beyond the numbers. He likes to go beyond the spray charts and the, the splits and the platoon splits and all that. Like he got COVID, like there's never a good time to get COVID, but Dusty got COVID at a pretty bad time. Like Mancini had just gotten there and like, he didn't know, he didn't know much about him. So like, like, I think he wanted to take a couple days and like get to know this dude, like watch him a little bit in the outfield. Like he's real, Dusty's real big on like his eyes are the, his eyes are the end all be all like he, and again, he, I'm not saying he ignores what the front office gives him like stats numbers wise, but like he, he takes that, but he trusts his eyes and his gut a little bit more. So I think he wanted to see Mancini, um, you know, but they're also like, I mean, the day Mancini got acquired, and he even said it on the podium in his intro, like he probably wasn't going to play every day. Like right. they were like, they're, they're not going to give up on you. They're just not, like, like they're not giving up on him unless it is a, unless it gets to a point of no return and they haven't gotten there yet. Like he's been bad, but he hasn't been like unplayable bad. Um, they're not giving up on him. Mancini's an awful, awful left fielder. Like you saw it last night. They, they ran on it. Like, I mean, it didn't matter, but like you saw it last night and DH is Jordan. So it's like now, like they're forced now because Brantley's out and Chaz has the finger. Like they're kind of forced now to play both of them. But um, I mean, yeah, there, there, there's a little bit of just like, I think, I think some in the front office would like Dusty to like just more adhere to like the splits and like what we all see on Twitter every day is like, this makes sense. Like Chaz hits lefties. Like, play Chaz against lefties or like 
Mancini's a better hitter than this guy. Like, play him. Or, like, Mauricio Dubon shouldn't be getting the most plate appearances in any game. Like, hit him ninth if Altuve's not playing. Like, I, I but, again, like, we, we kind of mentioned this to start. Like, these games don't matter. They yeah. can they – and, and, and lineups allow, matter even less. They can allow Dusty to, like, do his thing and mix and match and – I think when the playoffs come, I, I think there will be a little more um, tightening, tightening, tightening of uh, some some rails, if you will. Um, but I mean, l- let's be honest. Like Dusty, even before he got here, he's never really been known as a tactical genius. Um, that's just not his forte as a as a manager. Um, he is a clubhouse guy. He. And I think the thing that Dusty doesn't get enough credit for is like someone with as much experience and someone with as much many skins on the wall as he has, um, he could have come in here and like tried to like change a bunch of shit, but like he got the keys to a Ferrari and he didn't mess with it. Like he was like, you know what? I know you guys have a culture in there. I'm not going to try to like, I'll be here for you. Like basically like my, my office is open. I'm here for you come in anytime you need but like he wasn't about to go in the clubhouse and like start being Bo Porter and putting sayings on the wall and like you know trying to trying to like put a culture in he wasn't going to come series champion Bo Porter put some respect on his name did he, actually work, <laughs> did, did he work for the Nationals for that yeah. team yeah. He, Bo Porter Bo Porter I have a picture Bo Porter has held my daughter in his oh. arms like uh, like I I am I am I have had breakfast with Bo Porter how did that happen? He went to the church where my dad preached in Houston. What what what, oh. what church was that? Because my uncle also was a preacher in Houston. Westbury Church of Christ. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um he was a Southern Baptist preacher, so it was a little bit more of an intense environment. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Wow. So I don't I don't know why that I don't know why saying Bo Porter World Series champion made me thought of it, but like the thing that like we always like laugh at is like the guys that are going to get rings if they win this, like Joe Perez is going to get a ring because like right. you got two at bats at the big league level. Those are my favorite guys. Those are my right. absolute favorite guys. The guys who get, who was it? The guy, like he had like one appearance it, for both the Yankees and the Dodgers this year. And it's just like, he's like, got like, like 80% with Diane, D- <laughs> Di- Diane Diaz got a world series ring in 2017. Yeah. They made a spot yeah. start for Keiko once, I think like, like Love Ryan Hart, I think Ryan Hartman got an ALCS ring in 19 because, Ooh, or in 21, that. because like, it's like, that's always the greatest. It's like, it's like, uh, like David Hensley's going to get a World Series ring or an ALCS ring, like presuming yeah. he ever played, presuming he ever plays, like David right. Hensley's going to get one. I'd wear that, I'd wear that ring to HEB. Like I, I would wear it <laughs> absolutely everywhere. All right. Y'all got any, y'all got anything else? Uh, I think I got to get out of here. Not really. I'm just happy to be here. So this was fun. Thanks for giving me something to do on my off night. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure you <laughs> love talking about baseball. That's, that's exactly what you wanted to do. Yeah, did, I feel a little bad we, we made you do your job on your on your day off. But did we really even talk about baseball? Kind of just talked about life and its existential like meaning. And the meaning nothing, of nothing matters and nothing August matters sucks. And um, <laughs> we'll see we'll see you in November. We'll all, the, lose, we'll all lose one day. One right. of the best accounts on Twitter is Nihilist Arby's. 
Yeah. Where it, it's so, oh my God, it's one of my favorite feeds. It's Chef's Kiss. There should be a Nihilist Astros account. Like, yeah, do it. Start they that are burner. all Nihilist Astros accounts. Because right. one of mine just got banned. So <laughs> it, should, it should be like, it would be like Rafael Montero walked three guys today. Eat at Arby's. <laughs> I think many people would accuse you of already being that account. If it were yeah, yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much. It, it, yeah. it has been super fun. So no. yeah, for sure. Thanks for making thank the time. All right. Thank y'all. Have you a guys. good one. You too. Appreciate it. Okay,